Welcome to the Veterinary Pulse podcast. My name is Jordan Benchia. I'm the executive director of the VIN Foundation. Veterinary Pulse is the heartbeat of the profession. Join us as we talk with veterinary colleagues about critical topics from student debt to mental health and share stories. Stories connect us as humans, as animals, as a veterinary community. This podcast is made possible through individual donors like yourself and our technology partnership with VIN, the Veterinary Information Network. Thank you for being here. This episode, we're having a conversation with VIN Foundation board member and student debt expert, Dr. Tony Bartels, about the latest updates on the COVID student loan relief. We cover what you need to know with the most recent changes and best practices during this time. Please check the episode notes for links and information mentioned. Thank you for listening. Welcome, Tony. Thanks so much for coming back again. Yeah, thanks for having me. I just things keep on changing with student loans, so we need to keep on talking about it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, there's a lot that happened in 2020, but it looks like we're already headed into 2021 with changes. That's so correct. Let's just- <laughs> Let's just dive right in and share with us what's happening with student loans so far this year. Yeah, I think the last time we met, we were we were talking about preparing for repayment restart, and you know now we've got some some new information where we know that the uh, the pandemic relief that was in place for federally held student loans has now been extended uh, through the end of September of 2021. So. Um, much longer than I was expecting. Uh, so now we'll have our student loans pretty much on pause, uh, or at least those federally held student loans will be on pause um, for close to at least 18 months from the time it started to when this projected extension is, is due to expire. And has anything like this happened before? Not that I'm aware of. So yeah, this is this is some uncharted territory. I mean, as long as we've had student loans, I, I'm not aware of any other time frame when we've had uh, this kind of pause uh, offered to right. uh, borrowers. So yeah, I think this is this is also pretty new territory. Well, we're in uncharted territory in a lot of different areas, so yeah. why not this one as well? <laughs> <laughs> right. So what do veterinarians with student loans need to know right now? I think the for veterinarians in repayment, what I would be doing is is just, you know, assessing my current repayment strategy, what that strategy looked like before I entered repayment, right? So what repayment plans were I, was I using? What was my monthly payment before this pandemic relief all started? Um, and then how does my budget look now, right? So now that I don't have a payment due, I'm not accruing any interest, you know, what should I be doing with that extra money? Presumably that's in my budget, right? Because I'm not having to make my student loan payments. I know my wife and I, because we're using an income-driven repayment plan, we use revised pay as you earn. Um, we're in a, and we're anticipating reaching the, the tax that's going to happen when our loans are forgiven. We've been boosting our forgiveness savings. Um, it doesn't make sense for us to pay anything additionally towards our student loans during this suspension period, because when you are anticipating hitting forgiveness, the most financially beneficial plan is to pay as little as your income requires and plan for the forgiveness. And right now we don't have to pay anything and we're not accruing interest and 
the pandemic relief also gives us credit towards forgiveness. So for those of us who are working towards forgiveness, uh, this pandemic relief on our student loans is is extremely beneficial. And so the longer it lasts, the more beneficial it'll be, uh, but it also allows us to play catch up in some of those other areas of our financial wellness that, that maybe we haven't been able to uh, boost um, up until this point. And that's for veterinarians already in repayment. What about for veterinary students who haven't even begun to pay their student yeah. loans yet? And now they're in this whole new world. And right. I mean, this is going to be the new norm for them almost well, to an extent. So how do well, we? Well, yeah, I hope so. I mean, you know, we, again, we're going to have now, we're going to have a second class of veterinarians who graduate into the suspension, which is probably the most confusing area, right? Because it really has had kind of an interesting impact in terms of grace periods and how that ends, you know, when your grace period is supposed to end six months after you graduate, what, what status is your loans actually in at that point? And that's really been the most confusing part. So um, just like we've been recommending before the pandemic, that the best course of action for most veterinarians who are graduating is to consolidate their student loans and get into an income-driven repayment plan. Then you don't have to worry about what status your loans are in. Um, and then you can also, you know, start that clock ticking towards forgiveness. But for those who, those students who maybe, you know, you just started veterinary school this fall and you don't know anything other than 0% interest rates, uh, you know, I gotta, I gotta burst your bubble. It's probably not going to last forever. I hope it does, but it's probably not going to last forever. Uh, but you will get, you know, a full year at least or more of no interest accruing on your student loans. And, and for veterinary students, uh, that's a huge benefit, right? No matter where you are in the program, obviously the more student debt that you have, uh, having the interest rate shut off, the bigger the impact's going to be. But for those first and second year students, um, you know, having that interest turned off for a good chunk of, you know, the first half of your veterinary education is really gonna also um, help you save a lot of money that you otherwise would have been charged in interest. So this is, again, it, it's, it's, re it's really hard to overstate how beneficial this pandemic student loan relief is for veterinary students and those of us who are in repayment. And is there anything that the veterinary students currently need to do or do they just sort of sit back and wait? Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't affect any of your financial aid. Um, you don't have to request any kind of relief or anything. It's just automatically set to zero, right? So your interest rates, as long as they're federally held student loans are automatically set to zero. You don't have any payments while you're in veterinary school anyway, so you didn't have to worry about that. Um, but yeah, you don't have to do anything to request the 0% interest rate. It's just automatically set to that, um, that lower interest rate. Now you touched on this a little bit before, but should veterinarians or veterinary students, while they probably wouldn't, be using this time to pay down their loans at any in any way, or should they not focus on that at this time? I think there's a couple of different ways you can approach it. I so you really again it kind of gets back to what was your repayment strategy before the pandemic started, and what does your financial situation look like now? Uh, you know, generally speaking, if your student debt to income ratio is is two or higher, so if you take your student debt balance and you divide it by your income. If that number is two or more, uh, there's a good probability that you're going to reach student loan forgiveness. And in that case, you want to pay the minimum and plan for the forgiveness, right? So there's not really a good reason to pay during this, this pandemic relief period. If your student debt uh, 
is less than or equal to your income, right? That's a different story, right? So if your debt to income ratio is one or less, there's a really good chance that you may pay your student loan balance to zero before you hit forgiveness, right? In that case, it can make sense to try to utilize this pandemic relief period to gain some ground on your student loans. Um, because, you know, presuming that you don't have a lot of unpaid interest or any unpaid interest in the payments that you're making are going directly to the principal, uh, that will help to reduce your principal balance. Um, and then when the interest does get turned back on, you'll have a lower principal balance, you'll have less interest accruing, it'll be easier to get to a zero balance on your student loans. Now, you don't have to necessarily make payments now in order to have that effect. Right. So because we don't know what the future holds and we are still living through this pandemic uncertainty and this once in a hundred year kind of event, um, I would want to shore up my emergency funds and all of those other areas of my financial wellness first. But if I did still have some extra money in my budget, I would be that I was that I'm going to put towards my student loans. I would be putting that into some kind of interest bearing account for the time being, right, because it doesn't necessarily make. I don't have to make a payment towards my student loans now to have the same impact as if I did right before this pandemic relief period ends. So I can build up that amount that I'm planning to pay towards my student loans if it still makes sense to do so. My situation, you know, improves or still remains unchanged. I can build that savings, if you will, that I plan on paying towards my student loans on the side, earn some interest on it between now and when the pandemic relief period ends. And when we do find out if that pandemic relief period is going to end at the end of September of this year, or maybe it gets extended again, who knows, right? I'm not going to make that payment to my loans until I know repayment's going to start again, right? So I buy myself some time. I get to feel out my situation and understand my finances. And if it then still makes sense for me to make that bulk payment towards my student loans, I'm going to do that right before that pandemic relief period officially ends and then we re-enter repayment. You'll still have the same impact at that point as if you would if you were making regular consistent payments along the way here uh, now. If someone's listening to this and has been making payments their student loans and is now thinking, geez, that's a pretty good idea. <laughs> maybe maybe I shouldn't have made those payments. Maybe I should be putting that into an interest-bearing savings account or some some other opportunity to increase their, their funds. Is there a way that they can get a refund? Is that even possible on these payments? Yeah, there is. They're actually in the, in the CARES Act, the legislation that was passed that all of this is really based on, um, allows for you to retrieve payments that you made during this suspension period. Right, so the suspension period officially began on March 13th of 2020. So if you made any payment uh, during that time frame, since that time frame through up through now or through September uh, of 2021, um, you can request to have that refunded back to you. So you would reach out to your loan servicer and say, hey, I made a payment during the suspension period. I would like that payment or a number of payments returned back to me. Um, and then you can choose to use that money in any any way that um, that you see fit. That's probably really helpful information. I think something that a lot of people probably don't know because that came up actually in a webinar that we were doing recently. And the woman said, "Wow, I'm going to immediately apply for that so I can get that money back." Yeah, I think it's. I, I mean, again, I, it's really hard to overstate how beneficial this pandemic student loan relief has been. I mean, there's. I mean. 
not only the 0% interest, the no payments and the credit towards forgiveness, but being able to retrieve a payment that I made during that suspension period and potentially redirect those funds to, you know, other areas of my financial wellness. I mean, it's hugely, hugely beneficial. Right, right. So what do you recommend? Um, you mentioned that you recommend that colleagues with the money that they would be using to pay these loans sort of save it and not make the payments necessarily because there are ways that you can pay down your principal down the line. Is there anything else that you'd recommend that they do with the money or any other tips? Yeah, I would really, especially, you know, it, it, I, I find that most veterinarians in repayment are either unsure or uh, confused about uh, how maybe an income-driven repayment strategy works and whether or not they're going to experience a tax on forgiveness. This is a great, I mean, you've, you've got a ton of time here now, right? I mean, you have, your loans are essentially in suspended animation and they will be for at least another um, seven or eight months here. So you've got some time to really look at your budget and do some um, projections on what you, your best guess of what you think your income is going to be this year and, and beyond and start to run simulations, right? So use the VIN Foundation Student Debt Center and all the tools that are available to take stock of what your student loans are now, repayment plans that you're in and run some simulations. And if it looks like you're gonna hit forgiveness, then start saving for it, right? Those, that's the thing that keeps me up at night is we do so much education around how you can you know, lower your monthly student loan payments and take advantage of income-driven repayment, but I can't make you save for forgiveness. And it seems to be the thing that stresses most people out is the quote tax bomb, right? At the end of, of income driven repayment. And in reality, it's, it's more of a tax discount, right? It, for those of us that are gonna reach a taxable event, we're going to pay cents on the dollar of what's remaining. But having to actually save over a long period of time in order to prepare yourself to pay the IRS when that tax com comes due is really stressful for, for most folks and, and hard to wrap their head around. But this is, again, you, you've got some bonus time here to really run those simulations and estimate if and when you're going to reach that tax and what it might be, and then start saving for it, right? The earlier you start saving for it, um, the sooner you're going to reach your target and the more time you'll have to adjust uh, upwards or downwards, depending on uh, your situation and whether or not you think you're going to reach that tax. That's essentially what my wife and I have been doing during this time frame. Right, it looks like we're going to hit our forgiveness target sooner uh, than than expected, and I hope that plan kind of comes to fruition. But you know, if it doesn't, we're going to have some we're going to have some time to adjust and, and and adjust that plan accordingly. And all these links that we're mentioning and information, they'll we'll put all of this in the episode notes. So if you are listening, you don't need to pull over and try and write this down or stop what you're doing mm -hmm. and write this down. It'll all be in the episode notes. Uh, so with everything we've discussed, is it, you know, it's possible that we might even see an extension beyond September 30th um, and that things will change. Where should colleagues keep a lookout for updates? Yeah, so studentaid.gov has been, has been keeping up to date on all of the changes and they have a really great detailed, you know, FAQ, uh, depending on whether you're borrowing or if you're in repayment, it even talks about um, being able to get a refund on those payments you've made during the suspension period. So that's, that's a good place to go uh, just to get familiar with all the details behind the suspension. Um, I, I would spend a lot of time on VIN Foundation, the Student Debt Center, playing with the tools to help you assess where you are currently with your student loans and what your repayment might look like given your financial specifics. 
Um, we've been writing blogs too on Bin Foundation. Um, we wrote I, more, I wrote one recently on on forgiveness planning, right? So if you're not really sure how to go about forgiveness planning, um, I talk about some of the resources that we use to do that and all of the other you know ways to think about it and approach it. And maybe you'll even come up with something more creative yourself. We do also have through Bin and Bin Foundation a way for you to um, to get personalized assistance with your student debt and your questions. Right, so we have a student debt message board area. It's a special area on VIN and now on VIN Foundation as well, um, where you can um, post your questions and we can do kind of a thorough analysis of your situation and, and make sure that you get the answers that you need. And then our colleagues can also learn from those exchanges as well. Because there's a lot of sensitive personal information in there, we do allow you to post anonymously in those special student debt message board areas. Um, I'll know who you are, but um, the rest of the community won't. Uh, so you can keep that that information private, um, but everybody still gets to learn from those uh, those exchanges. Yeah, the student debt folders are really this huge wealth of information, not only because it allows colleagues to get one-on-one -on -one support, but also I think that there's so much that they can learn from seeing what other colleagues have asked, and that can be a really beneficial learning process for them as well. Absolutely. I mean, there's, I mean, that's where we we get almost all of the information that we pass along during our webinars and and to students and, and and all of our colleagues who are are looking for guidance on student loans. I mean, there's so much of power in in numbers and knowledge in that database of information. Um, it's it's really unbelievable. Is there any other information you think veterinarians and veterinary students with student loans need to know now? Yeah, I do, I do think that with uh, you know what we saw with this extension through at least September. Again, way more beneficial than I would have guessed. Um, you know, we do, we have to take, keep an eye on what this administration is talking about in terms of what's next with student loans. I mean, there's still some, um, you know, talk about cancellation and how much that might be and who it might be uh, available for, right? So we really want to be prepared for that and look and see if there's any potential for us to uh, receive any kind of student debt cancellation. Um, in any amount would be beneficial. Um, and then also I've, I've heard some uh, plans laid out for a potential new income driven repayment plan from this administration. And, you know, with, with the president, um, this president being a part of the previous administration that rolled out a couple of different income driven repayment plans, they know how to do it, right? So we may see another income driven repayment option become available uh, over the next four years here. And, and from the information we've seen uh, currently, it sounds like it could be quite beneficial, you know, having a lower payment, 5% of your discretionary income as opposed to 10%, if that ends up being what it is. You know, those would be things that those of us in repayment might, you know, we like I, my wife and I moved from income-based repayment to revised page you earn because revised page you earn came online during the Obama-Biden administration. And it was a much more beneficial repayment plan for us. If we see another income-driven repayment plan come online that might be even more beneficial, we would have to consider potentially switching. Now, these are all, you know, cart before the horse kind of things, but is they are things that I'm kind of keeping an eye on and, and things that we may see happen over the next, you know, several years of, of this administration. That's a very good point. And, you know, if anyone wants to stay up to date with what's going on, sign up for updates on the VIN Foundation website, and we'll put that information in the episode notes as well. We will send out sort of updates, news information, so that you know when these podcasts are coming out or um, additional information that might be helpful, webinars, et cetera. 
Um, thanks so much, Tony, for taking the time. Really appreciate it. It's always great to have you here to help the veterinary colleagues that I'm sure are struggling with student debt because there's just so much information. Certainly, my pleasure. And then, you know, I, 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 as much as this keeps changing, I'm sure we'll be, we'll be doing these uh, as frequently <laughs> as we need to. So exactly. Stay tuned. Yeah. Thanks so much. Have a great day. You too. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Veterinary Pulse. Please check the episode notes for additional information referenced in the podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow, subscribe, and share review. We welcome feedback and hope you will tune in again. You can find out more about the VIN Foundation through our website, vinfoundation.org, and our social media channels. Thank you for being here. Be well.